1: You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself
0: a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft.
1: Yeah, it's Daddy Soda Time here on the College Draft Podcast. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you guys know that. Five teams over the course of seven years. It was cool. It was a long time ago now, 15 years ago when I retired. But the key is it helped me get all these media gigs and these podcasts. I mean, even after I did the Ravens-Cardinals game last night, I went back to the hotel. I worked out. And I did the Raw Soccer Football Podcast from the Arizona Hotel, I don't know, like six hours ago maybe. I lost track, whatever it was. And then I took the red eye, got back to my house, and I am ready to talk college football and the NFL draft. And betting on college football with my guy, Emery Hunt, who you should all follow on social media like I do, at F-ball Game Plan on Twitter. I personally at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter we are at Ross Tucker pod which I highly recommend you follow because that's the way you get the clips of all the shows what we think are the best clips from the Ross Tucker football podcast or fantasy feast or even money betting podcast or whatever and if you're not following Emory on YouTube you're probably doing it wrong I guess it's not following you should be subscribed Emory's YouTube page it is fantastic then of course footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide Emory I like that I like the script Cajuns there man
0: yeah man shout out to the Cajuns out there getting a nice win on the road against South Alabama and this was actually designed by our late great equipment manager Lynn Williams who was one of the greatest dudes uh, you ever meet. Big Lynn, he was called. Um, and and Lynn was like hilarious. Lynn always had a story for you, had snacks for you, had jokes for you. Uh, Lynn was a big help to me. And it was a big help to a lot of uh, players. And he was the one that actually designed this logo. And, you know, it was one of the reasons why I, I went to UL because the helmets looked cool. It was like the Script Cages logo. Then I, I get there freshman year and we um we changed it to what we have in the background now with the regular Raging Cage. I was like, why would they change the doggone uniform? That's the one I wanted to wear. But I'm glad they're showing love to Lynn by uh you know implementing this into the whole alternate uniforms and things like that. So shout out to Big Lynn and his family, great family, shout out to my Cajuns. You know what I'm saying? Even though we're not uh undefeated in Sunbelt Conference Play, you'll always be undefeated in my hearts.
1: Well, a few thoughts. Come to my head. Number one, the script Cajuns is awesome, and that is like the Oilers throwbacks or the Seahawks throwbacks. Like we're realizing for a lot of like actually what the, what it used to be like was better. Like looked better. Right. It's like what goes out of style comes back into style, and so we're we're noticing that. Like so many of these throwbacks are just amazing. The Creamsicles, the Eagles, Kelly Green, just beautiful absolutely beautiful so that's that's kind of funny to me and then you know what's funny emory our equipment guy hank towns at princeton he was so stingy he (laughs) wouldn't give anybody anything and when we were convinced that he was selling the socks and the shorts and stuff he was supposed to be giving us on like the black market and making money and you know what we all love the guy Absolutely love the guy. I don't. What is it about equipment managers that even if they're not like uh, you know giving you the stuff that you want, we still love them all because they're there with you every day.
0: Um, they're part of the team. They constantly you know throw shots and y'all throw shots back, and it's 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 cool because they are. I think equipment managers are essentially the um, the voice of reason on the team, and, and so they kind of let you know where you stand and they always keep it a hundred with you. And, and, uh, Lynn was big. Lynn was like that for us, man. He was always a buck, you know what I'm saying? Like you come in there try to complain and then like, man, you you're just not fast enough yet. Like, he'll, you know, so he'll, he'll say some stuff. Um, but the, yeah, it was, you know, it was always a battle. Like Lynn, I have like a golf ball size hole in my gloves. Like, well, you should catch the ball better and you'll get new gloves. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so funny so true um I think Emory. this might be the first week where you had more losses than wins on your bets I'm trying to think there was one week where I I wrote down your bets incorrectly one was a push that I said was a win one I just totally got wrong so that might week might have been the same but the only one that hit for you was UNLV plus eight and a half at Fresno State. The Rebels were winning that game. I, I went to bed. Man, that, you know it was a late game when I was in Phoenix and I still went to bed before that game was over. I think that game didn't start till like 10 o'clock Phoenix time and I, I went to bed. Uh, but they were able to cover. You were not able to cover on Georgia State. And Georgia Southern. You had Georgia State plus one and a half. Georgia Southern kind of took them to the woodshed, didn't they? Yeah, they beat the brakes off of them. And then Georgia, Florida, you like the under. Florida could not stop Georgia. I mean, that, that was really surprising to see Florida come out, go right down the field for a touchdown. I thought, okay, all right, we got a game. We, this is going to be good. No Brock Bowers. Florida scored a touchdown. Were I mean, then Georgia just took them to the woodshed, like we just said. I, that was surprising to me. I thought Florida was ready to really give them a game. That was a slow choke out, man, like where Georgia just slowly
0: started to build a lead. Even when they were up like 10 or whatever, it was like, yeah, they're not coming back, man. There's this, this no way Florida's going to mount any type of consistent offense against this defense and how well they're playing. That was the best game I thought Carson Beck played all season long. So it was just a slow chokeout. They couldn't stop Georgia Uh, in all facets of Georgia's offense was having success that day. So it was just a a bad uh, game all
1: around for Florida. He's good. I think Carson Beck is legitimately good and we'll be talking about him. I'm assuming, I guess that he'll come back to school next year. Yeah, He'll probably come back. And I think going back to school next year, we'll be talking a lot about him going into next year as a pro prospect, as a Heisman candidate, all those things. Especially if Georgia keeps winning, goes to the college football playoff and all that stuff. What about uh, UCLA? You had Colorado getting the 17, I believe. Or no, did you lay the 17 with UCLA? I laid I don't remember. the 17 with UCLA. And you funny, laid it. Because here's the thing. I laid
0: it on uh, with UCLA here on Monday. And then Friday... I was on CBS Sports Network's HQ Spotlight and the line moved to 17 and a half and I took Colorado in the points because I didn't like the hook. So early in the week, and that's why it's, it's unique to do these, these early leans and line, lines early in the week because it does move throughout the week. But on that show, I was like, you know what? Give me Colorado in the points. I don't like the hook. So on that situation, I look right. But here, while I laid the 17 points, I look, I was wrong. Because Colorado's defense actually played a solid game. It was just that once again their offensive line. I don't know how you fix this. The situation where you can yeah you go out and get and recruit, but man, like, do you trust the OC to not go empty ninety eight percent of the time? Do you trust the OC to not run the ball? You know, do you trust them to? Pro- so if I'm Shadour Sanders, I'm bouncing after this year. I'm going to the league. Why would I come back to? You know, get sacked five times a game and take eight hits a game. I don't understand how you fix this this quickly, but shout out to UCLA. The Twins had a great game. Latu had a great game. It's hard not to have a great game against this offensive line, but I thought UCLA showed good balance and, um, you know, good resolve after the the turnover. Still has to hold a foot. I like still as a running back, but he has to protect that football because it kept popping out on some big hits.
1: He is a big, strong kid. It's just funny to see him at UCLA now after I called a couple of his games at Ball State. Uh, those those uniforms were sweet too, those UCLA unis. The Gary Beebens, yeah, I liked them, man. It was actually dope.
0: I, listen, we have to realize sometimes we had it right, like we talked about in the open, just running with the theme here with the throwbacks. Those throwbacks were awesome. Oregon's throwbacks, you know, are awesome the yellow with the Daffy Duck on the helmet. All you know, saying the Donald Duck on the All that that that's that's good uniforms. We had it right. You know what I'm saying. So I don't know when, maybe early two thousands when things start to get crazy with the uniform changes in college and in the NFL. But man, the, the classics are always and now with HD television, um, and 4K cameras, it adds a little bit more sharpness and crispness to these classic uniforms to look even better now than
1: they did back then. Moving on to this week, Emery, uh, there's a bunch of good games, including I'm looking forward to the game I'll be at. I'll be calling it for CBS noon on Saturday. It's Ohio State at Rutgers. Ohio State has a bunch of prospects. Obviously, you might have heard of Marvin Harrison Jr., but just watching them the other night, Man, Emery, makes a big difference getting Travion Henderson back in that backfield. He he, that guy has a legit burst.
0: Reminds me a lot of Doug Martin too, man. Like in how he runs, you know, it's it's a, uh, it, you know you expect this super game breaker, but he's consistent. I think he's a good RB two at the pro level, or the he could be the lead guy for a predominantly passing offense because he doesn't need volume to be successful. And he can catch the ball at the backfield. But I just think he's more of that Doug Martin role, which is not bad. Doug Martin had a lot of success in the NFL. So I'm excited to see him back out there and uh, doing his thing. Because remember, he had that super spark as a freshman. I think
1: he's going to be fine moving forward. So Rutgers is 6-2. and two. They're bowl eligible. They're coming off a bye. People are excited about this game. I mean, I'm seeing the cheapest tickets, 50 bucks. The best deal, $73 on the game time app which is the only app I would ever recommend to have on your phone for tickets. They got exclusive flash deals. You're looking to go to any game or any concert? Man, just pull up the GameTime app. With their guarantee, you'll always get the best price. In fact, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account and redeem code D-R-A-F-T for $20 off. Download Game GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Emery, let's get some guarantees from you in terms of these spreads this week. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. There are no guarantees, but uh, we got a good one. Texas took care of business against BYU. Now they are hosting Kansas state, Texas favored by five points and two good prospects that I wanted you to talk about. I'm glad you're talking about both these guys. Let's start with Kansas state offensive lineman, Cooper Beebe.
0: He might be the best interior lineman. I think in the, in the country uh, with how well he plays, you know, and it's, we 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 joke about this all throughout the draft process, Ross. Where we say sight unseen, give me these guys: K State offensive linemen, Utah defensive players, Ohio State receivers. You know, just sight unseen, right? Like, oh, this is where he's from. Cool, I'm in. I'm all in. Let's go. But BB is fantastic up front, and that's going to be a big key for Kansas State in this game because Texas's defensive line is very doggone good, and there's a couple of pro prospects. Up there, so how they handle up front and the interior is going to be key. And BB is going to have another chance to to have a spotlight performance um, against the Longhorns. And on the other side, although he's not draft eligible, but Malik Murphy played well in his first start uh, in his collegiate career against BYU, and everyone was thinking it's going to be Arch Manning. But if you go back and watch the spring game, you realize Murphy really outplayed Arch Manning there because he was able to push the ball deep down the field, was able to live at the intermediate level of the field, has a really strong arm. And I like the fact that he stayed at Texas knowing they brought in Quinn Ewers, knowing they brought in Arch Manning. And he was like, you know, I'm going to just get better. And when my opportunity presents itself, I'm going to go out there and showcase. So now if he plays well in back-to-back games, uh, for next year as a redshirt sophomore, he puts himself on that NFL draft radar as a guy to keep an eye on, that could be an early entry, whether he stays at Texas, you know, next year, or if he goes transfer somewhere else, but because of he's, how he's playing now, makes it an intriguing guy to keep an eye on moving forward.
1: Yeah, I didn't know, um, or I don't even know how long Ewers is out. Do you know?
0: It, it, they say a couple of games, so uh, multiple games. So we know that could be three, could be five, right? So either way, Murphy has a chance to really, Um, make some noise in a Cardell Jones kind of sense, right? Where you can come in and really take the bull by the horns and lead this team into the playoffs. All right. Texas is laying five. Emery, what are you doing here? I'm a the five with Texas. I I trust their defense. I think their defense will, you know, be the reason why they win the game. They're going to get complimentary uh, football from their offense. They can run the ball rather well. I know that's going to be a struggle a little bit against K-State, who's very good defensively always, um, I feel like Kansas uh, Texas' defense will be a big reason why they win this one. They'll, they'll slow down K-State's offense enough to where they can cover.
1: Jacksonville State at South Carolina. We talked about this a little bit last week, Emory. And actually, uh, you know, I was on social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL Emory's at F ball game plan. Talking with JMU grad PFT commenter and Andy Staples about the fact that Jacksonville State and JMU are not available for the playoff uh, or for a bowl game, I should say. I just don't get it, especially in year two. I don't get it. I mean, maybe one year, I, I can see some argument there, but the second year makes no sense to me. Uh, Jacksonville State's at South Carolina. The spread is South Carolina, who's having a rough year, Emory? I kind of thought... After the way they ended last year with some of those big wins, I was expecting more from the Gamecocks this year. They're struggling. They're laying uh, 14 at home against Jack State.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a tough game for South Carolina because I did the Jacksonville State FIU game on Wednesday night, so I got to see field level how athletic and explosive Jacksonville State is on defense because – this game is a you know it's, it's a cockfight in Columbia, South Carolina this weekend, right? You got two gamecock squads <laughs> on the early field. But you talk about Kobe Fuquay, um, the safety from Jacksonville State, probably one of the smartest, more instinctive defensive players in the draft class that no one's talking about. I mean, he plays down in the alley rather well. He can blitz rather well. He can get to the quarterback. He can play the ball in a short to intermediate zone area. He drives on the ball rather well. He has the long length that you look for. He's about 6'2", about 200 pounds, and he's a fantastic football player. I think that's a difference for Jacksonville State. And their offense does a tempo thing. You know, Zion Webb is a a very good dual threat. Uh, Their offensive line is in tune with how they go fast, so they are really locked in. They do a good job in attacking angles. Their zone blocking scheme is, is great. This is a sneaky game for South Carolina because uh, even though Xavier Leggett is the big time receiver for the Gamecocks, he's he should have an opportunity to get deep down the field with Spencer Rattler throwing the ball deep down the field. And you know, but I worry about the offensive line of South Carolina. This defense is very active and aggressive. They they have the upset factor hanging in that that you know that that uh, hanging over them because we know Jacksonville State will come ready to play. I'm gonna take the Gamecocks plus fourteen. Jacksonville State's Gamecocks plus 14 in this one to keep this one close and keep more pressure on the NCAA to let these dudes play in a bowl game.
1: I think I, I like Jacksonville state getting the points there as well. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to take the Gamecocks and not say whether you're <laughs> going plus 14 or <laughs> minus 14. Just go with the Gamecocks. Um, let's get to Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. Interesting one. Oklahoma state's kind of been under the radar and Oklahoma coming off that, that loss. I'm curious, you know, people are talking about Dylan Gabriel for Heisman. They don't get it done against Kansas. What kind of pro prospect is he, Emery?
0: It, Ross, you know, anything I say is not necessarily, a, is not a knock on a player. It's because I, I, how much I value the other football leagues. But he's an ideal CFL guy, right? You know, he plays that spread open, you know, game, type game. I think he's had a fantastic start to the season. Um, fans are super critical of Dylan Gabriel, but I like the way he plays. He's kind of like Mason Fine and what he was at North Texas, you know. And Mason Fine is having some success for Saskatchewan this year. I just feel like, you know, Gabriel's game is telling me for a wide open type of attack. And we know the NFL is a little bit hesitant to really go all in on what the CFL has been doing for decades, um, even in one of these spring leagues. Whatever the merger is between the XFL, and USFL. Gabriel is the type of guy that, that can go in there, step in, and be a star. Um, so I like Gabriel the talent. I like how he plays. Um, sometimes he's a little bit more, he drives the ball a little bit too much, needs to develop a little bit more touch, can't flatline everything. Um, and that's where he gets into trouble. But I think he's a fantastic quarterback, and it's gonna make this game interesting because on the other side, the back that nobody's talking about, and again, he's a, a true sophomore is Ollie Gordon. Like, my goodness, this dude was great last year as a freshman, and he's great now. I, I want to see his average. He has back-to-back 200-something-yard games and seven yards a carry. So Gordon is a fantastic tailback, tremendous talent. Next year, we'll be talking about him for the Dope Walker Award um, and potentially a Heisman, Dark Horse Heisman candidate, but he's going to give Oklahoma State a real chance in this ball game, And because they're playing well and flying under the radar, I'm going to take OSU plus the points here.
1: OSU getting six points. The game is being played at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. You know, Emery, at some point soon, the clock's going to stop on this podcast. And whenever that game clock stops for any games you're watching, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings at halftime? That's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. While I'm at it, Emery, you already know this, but in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. We're in the fourth quarter of this podcast. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. All right. Last but not least, Emery, LSU, Bama.
0: Bama's laying three and a half. Take LSU in the points, man. LSU's offense is too explosive. I think they'll beat Alabama outright. So not only lay, uh, take LSU in the points, if you want to put them on a money line in the parlay or just take them as a money line as an individual game, do it. Because I'm all in on LSU's offense. Defensively, they'll find some plays. Um, but offensively speaking with uh, Jaden Daniels is doing is phenomenal. Um, and Malik neighbors is the best receiver that no one is talking enough about because every week it feels like all draft scouts and draft analysts are watching Marvin Harrison, Jr. Like we get it. He's good. Move on. Find somebody else to talk about. And for, for like a game or two, um, It was Keon Coleman, then it's back to Barbara Harrison Jr. Malik Neighbors is putting up Jamar Chase-type efforts out there on the field. He's explosive. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. Great set of hands, too. I think he has as good of hands as Brandon Lloyd did when he was out there balling, uh, both in college and in the NFL. Lloyd had some stickums out there. So Neighbors is just like that. On the other side, Chris Braswell, defensive end uh, for Alabama, is a good pass rusher. Maybe not of the caliber that we used to see from Alabama, like, you know, the, the Anderson's or, you know, those guys like, you know, he's someone that definitely can get it done and has gotten it done. And with LSU's offensive line, especially on the right side, you know, they're at the in a, a true freshman out there. I think that's going to be the matchup Alabama is going to exploit. The over would be good to play in this ball game, whatever that number is, because of Alabama's Ability to get pressure and you know have having a matchup to exploit. Mill is a good quarterback to to really pop off a big player too. But I just think LSU has too much firepower, too much explosiveness, and already has that character that hey we beat these dudes last year in a high scoring game. We could beat them again with a lesser team. Um, I think LSU gets the ball gets the ball rolling early, and I think they take care of business against Alabama.
1: And I think Braswell is good. He's kind of gone under the radar because he's gotten overshadowed by Will Anderson. Overshadowed now by Dallas Turner. All that guy does is produce. He is a good football player. Emery, Halloween tomorrow. What's your uh what's your favorite like candy bar? Oh, it's funny you say that, Ross, because I'm gonna be that guy in the neighborhood. The
0: big full boxes of candy I'm giving the kids. We don't get a lot of kids here at the at the crib, but when they do come, they're getting full candy bars. Cause right here, this boy right here, the Snicker, is like the Alabama of candies. This is what you go to, guys. This is the best candy bar ever invented
1: yeah other than take five which you've clearly never had before we'll have to ship you some talked about that on social media and with jack last week other than that good stuff there the keg is kicked we're all tapped out
0: thanks for tuning in to college draft make sure to also check out the ross tucker football podcast even money and fantasy feast
1: all on the DraftKings network youtube or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.